the letter to the Christians in Galatia, chapter 2. Fourteen years later, I went up to Jerusalem again, this time with Barnabas, and we took Titus with us. My visit on this occasion was by divine command, and I gave a full exposition of the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. I did this in private conference with the church leaders, to make sure that what I had done and proposed doing was sound, but no one insisted that my companion Titus, though he was a Greek, should be circumcised. In fact, the suggestion would never have arisen, but for the presence of some pseudo-Christians, who wormed their way into our meeting to spy on the liberty we enjoy in Christ Jesus, and then attempted to tie us up with rules and regulations. We did not give in to those men for a moment, for the truth of the gospel for you and all Gentiles was at stake. And as far as their reputed leaders were concerned, I neither know nor care what their exact position was. God is not impressed with a man's office. They had nothing to add to my gospel. In fact, they recognized that the gospel for the uncircumcised was as much my commission as the gospel for the circumcised was Peter's. For the God who had done such great work in Peter's ministry for the Jews was plainly doing the same in my ministry for the Gentiles. When therefore James, Cephas, and John, who were the recognized pillars of the church there, saw how God had given me his grace, they held out to Barnabas and me the right hand of fellowship in full agreement that our mission was to be to the Gentiles and theirs to the Jews. The only suggestion they made was that we should not forget the poor, and with this I was, of course, only too ready to agree. Later, however, when Cephas came to Antioch, I had to oppose him publicly, for he was then plainly in the wrong. It happened like this. Until the arrival of some of James' men, he, Cephas, was in the habit of eating his meals with the Gentiles. After they came, however, he withdrew and began to separate himself from them, out of sheer fear of the Jews. The other Jewish Christians carried out a similar piece of discrimination, and the force of their bad example was so great that even Barnabas was infected by it. But when I saw that this behavior was a contradiction of the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas, so that everyone could hear, If you, who are a Jew, do not live like a Jew, but like a Gentile, why do you try to make Gentiles live like Jews? And then I went on to explain that we who are Jews by birth, and not Gentile sinners, Know that a man is justified, not by performing what the law commands, but only by faith in Jesus Christ. We ourselves have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be made right with God by faith in Christ, and not by obeying the law's commands. For we have recognized that no one can achieve justification by doing the works of law. Now if, as we seek justification in Christ, we find that we are ourselves as much sinners as the Gentiles, does that mean that Christ is a producer of sin? Of course not. But if I attempt to build again the whole structure of justification by the law, which I have demolished, then I do in earnest prove myself a sinner. For under the law I died, and I am dead to the law's demands, so that I may live for God. I died on the cross with Christ, and my present life is not the old I, but the living Christ within me. The bodily life I now live, I live believing in the Son of God who loved me and sacrificed himself for me. Or refuse to make nonsense of the grace of God. For if righteousness were possible under the law, then Christ died for nothing.